You're listening to Bitter Strawberries. I'm Rosanna and I love writing, rambling and exploring my emotions. Bitter Strawberries is a creative treasure chest of all my thoughts about emotional health, why it's so frequently glossed over and like emotions themselves, suppressed. Join me and you too can be a small seed in a bountiful field of juicy and perfectly imperfect strawberries, all united in a desire to raise awareness and start conversations about things that are deep and meaningful in life. No small talk allowed. Hi everyone, it's Rosanna and you're listening to another episode of Bitter Strawberries. Today's episode is all about the moon, the menstrual cycle and me. Welcome. And I say me at the end, not to be completely self-centred, but that's also okay, you know. (laughs) Uh, But really just to emphasise that this is all, what I'm going to share with you today is all based on my personal experience um, of the menstrual cycle and working with the moon and how it might... It might be useful to you. It might be something you want to adopt in your own life or you're already doing. Um, But yeah, everyone, just to emphasise that, like, everyone's got different experiences that are personal to them and I don't want to tell anyone what to do. But here goes. I'm going to share a bit about a topic that is very is very big there's a lot to it I can't do justice to it all in one episode but I feel like it's important to talk about quite early on in my podcast series because um if you're following me on Instagram and if you're not then you should even though I've not been so frequently posting things yet but I will do um I yeah through my Instagram page um, so like I said, Bitter Strawberries is kind of a a collection of writing, illustration, podcasts, all about emotional health. And um, you know, it's in its I'm in the early stages of kind of developing and seeing what it will evolve into and I don't want to put too much pressure onto it. But um one thing that I did mention, um, or you'll see on my profile if you follow me, is that I'm training to be a menstrual cycle coach and facilitator. So I'm uh, working with Lisa de Young, who um, you can also find on Instagram. And she does a lot of work around uh, the menstrual cycle and trauma and um, and cyclical living. And yeah, she's fantastic. And I found her resources really useful when I was kind of at the start of my journey Um which I guess I still am in many ways, but I'm I'm training with her over the next six months and a, a really amazing cohort of um of other people who are on that programme. And so I'm hoping to work with people one to one and in groups in the future um around menstrual cycle health. So I've said bit, Bitter Strawberries is all about being honest and open about emotional health and feeling those feelings. And I'm, I've tried to record this several times and I think I'm so passionate about this topic and I've, I've got a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience that my brain is so overwhelmed that I can't, I can't get it all out in the way that I want to share it. But this is where, you know, if like you're old enough to remember Blue Peter and people would hold up a thing and be like, here's one that I made earlier. 
luckily I actually wrote an article about um, my experience with the menstrual cycle and the moon a few months ago and I will share that as well through my Instagram um, and maybe on Substack which I might release soon if anyone's on there Um, but it kind of captures a lot of what I want to say and I think actually if I read that out and it might sound a bit more like an audio book than my normal kind of hilarious comedy conversational self (laughs) um but maybe that's a good thing and then I think it'll remind me of important things related to this topic that I want to discuss so here goes the article I wrote is actually called Moonstruck and I make reference in it to um the 1987 underrated rom-com starring Cher and Nicolas Cage I don't know if anyone's seen that but um basically I just stole the title and I'm gonna do a little illustration inspired by it because I love Cher's curly hair (laughs) in the poster and it looks like she could be one of my relatives so um but yeah fun observations aside Moonstruck the film the 80s movie actually has little relevance to what I'm gonna say um and what I am gonna say is that I want to start by talking about the moon the menstrual cycle and my newfound love for cyclical living. So this might sound a bit buzzwordy, but I'm hopeful that I can break down some of the myths and preconceptions that these words could trigger. And if you'd have asked me this time last year what I thought about the moon and its significance in my life, I probably would have laughed in your face. (laughs) I knew there were different moon phases, mainly through my memory of old um terry's chocolate orange adverts where dawn french would say full moon half moon gone um apart from that i rarely observed the moon or paid any attention to its power and i felt a similar way about the menstrual cycle i knew that i had horrible painful periods and i felt shit for two weeks a month but that was as far as my knowledge and interest stretched a few months ago quite a few months ago now I started reading more about the menstrual cycle and I now practice and advocate for cyclical living. If you're not sure what cyclical living is, I like this definition from Rebecca Moore. Cyclical living is a way of reconnecting with the cycles and patterns of the natural world so that we can ebb and flow with life rather than against it. In a nutshell, my cyclical living discovery was the direct result of struggling with PMDD, premenstrual disorder, severely over recent months and on and off throughout my teenage and adult life. My experience of PMDD is that I'm ultra sensitive to the fluctuating hormones in my menstrual cycle. I was in a constant pattern of feeling incredibly high and euphoric in my follicular pre-ovulation and ovulation phases and crashing extremely depressive, sometimes suicidal lows in my luteal or premenstrual and early menstruation phases so that means when you bleed or just before you bleed um this rhythm became so predictable and inescapable to me that I tried to grin, grin and bear it even though it was causing me immense emotional and physical pain looking back I realized that I was experiencing chronic stress and burnout because I was constantly dreading and in fear of my period and not living in alignment with my body's natural cycles. I was fighting and pushing through. I tried to hide my pain, overwork, be productive and socialise lots, but it was killing me inside. 
I numb the pain with sugary foods, alcohol and hours of late night doom scrolling on my phone. Most of the time I refused to rest even when my body was desperately telling me to. If you've listened to my podcast or read a little bit about me, you'll know I was diagnosed with breast cancer in late 2022. My cancer journey revealed lots of truths to me. I took an alternative holistic path, made some big lifestyle changes and I uncovered that suppressing emotions and being out of sync with my body's natural rhythms, particularly those of my menstrual cycle, was, in my opinion, some of the major root causes of my cancer. At this point, I can hear someone piping up to say, but why didn't you just go on the pill? One, I couldn't go on the pill even if I wanted to because of my type of breast cancer. Two, I've never been on the pill and I have quite strong beliefs about why it's not and has never been the right option for me. Three, I've learnt through all of my reading and research that my menstrual cycle is something to embrace, not to avoid, something to love and not fear despite all the shame and embarrassment that surrounds it in society. My research into natural and holistic health has led me to lots of different places. First, I read about womb healing, how the womb is where women's intuition and inner power lie, how it has been harmed over centuries of patriarchal oppression, and how those of us with wombs, or who once had them, have become increasingly disconnected from this part of our bodies and accustomed to the generational trauma stored deep inside. I realise that for anyone new to this and reading this sort of information for the first time, this might sound like I'm speaking a foreign language. Don't worry, that's exactly how I felt too. But I'll list some brilliant resources at the end of this, which can guide you with a much richer knowledge and context than I can provide. After finding out about womb healing, I read a lot about cyclical living and the benefits of following the menstrual cycle. Initially, I naively thought I was already doing this by tracking my period and symptoms for the past few years on the nap. P.S. That's a good way to start. Whilst this is a great starting point, and it can provide you with information about your health, particularly useful if you want to discuss or show proof of reoccurring symptoms to your GP, it's also fairly limiting if you want to fully understand and live in alignment with your cycle. I started to see the Red School mentioned numerous times in my search for resources, so I signed up for their free courses, Hormone Harmony and Menstrual Menstrual Cycle Literacy, both great introductions to cyclical living. They were revelatory and empowering for me in terms of recognising that I wasn't alone in my experiences and that so many women and people who menstruate are suffering because of problems associated with their menstrual cycle whether that be PMDD, PMS, polycystic ovary syndrome, endometriosis, thyroid issues or the misdiagnosis of many hormonal and menstrual related conditions as severe mental health disorders. I was shocked but not surprised by how common and widespread these experiences were. After all, women do account for around half of the global population. The Red School founders, Alexandra Pope and Shani Hugo-Wurlitzer, created the menstrual cycle seasonal analogy in their book Wild Power, which, if you're into this stuff, you'll often find plastered in infographics and illustrations all across social media. 
The seasonal analogy is a way of breaking down the menstrual cycle phases into inner seasons, which mirror the seasonal cycle in nature through spring, summer, autumn and winter. This accessible tool has been adopted and reworked by many people, writing and teaching about women's health and menstruality. Most notably, people such as Maisie Hill through her book Period Power and her self-coaching online community, The Flow Collective. I'm now going to describe what my inner seasons look like to give you a bit more of an insight into what they can look like for me. (laughs) Um, But remember, this is just my experience and yours might look or feel different and that's also okay. So spring represents the follicular phase and for me this is when I have high energy and I want to socialise, be active and move my body. I'm like an excitable bunny rabbit, literally bouncing from one place to another, open to new adventures and possibilities. Summer symbolises the ovulatory phase. This is a shorter phase. Unsurprisingly, it's when you might feel most desirable, sexually aroused, tactile, radiant and flirtatious. Life is good. Autumn. Autumn mirrors the luteal phase. For me, this is a gradual shift into a more introverted and less sociable space. I'm still up for socialising in the first few days of autumn, but I soon become more of a hermit, emotionally sensitive, less patient, and with a strong desire to be cosy, warm, and surrounded by home comforts. Think freezer food. Imagine a log fire, your favourite TV shower, shower? <laughs> your favourite TV show, and the, the sound of raindrops hitting your window. Bliss. Winter. Winter is menstruation, bleeding. I usually feel very fragile in the last days of inner autumn, the first few days of inner winter, so I have a few cries. I want to be completely alone and sleep a lot. I'm usually very reflective at this time. I have amazing ideas, desires and thoughts about the world. I usually journal or write these in notes on my phone so I don't forget them. I also crave a lot of food. In essence, splitting the menstrual cycle into four seasons helps to guide the times when you should naturally rest and re-emerge in the world. This is different for everyone and people's cycles can change and be unpredictable. However, each individual person will start to notice patterns and observe things they might have been oblivious to once they follow this method. And guess what? Your cycle might become more predictable and less daunting once you pay closer attention to it and listen to the ways in which it's trying to communicate with you. It's not always easy to practice cyclical living of any kind in a consumerist, capitalist, 24-hour news loop, 9-to-5 working world, but I'm here to tell you that it's also not as impossible as you think. Cue la luna, the moon. The moon cycle is often said to be closely linked to the menstrual cycle, and its phases can provide a powerful guide should you choose to use them. I'll talk about how observing the lunar cycle combined with adhering to seasonal menstrual cycle practices helped me to find purpose, rhythm and ritual when my period disappeared, also known as amenorrhea. Or um, amenorrhea, not sure how to say it. Um, A few months after my cancer diagnosis and for the first time in my life since I started menstruating, my period stopped, or rather I was no longer ovulating. This is called amenorrhea. 
Amenorrhea could be caused by a number of factors. Stress has a big impact. And I think this was a big contributor in my case, as is sudden or dramatic weight change, over-exercising and several other triggers. Often, ovulation and periods resume once your body and emotional health return to a more balanced state and it's biologically safe for an egg to be fertilised and grow. In the absence of my period, I was frustrated thinking that I couldn't follow the menstrual cycle seasons in the way that I wanted to. This turned out not to be the case because I could still feel the fluctuations in hormones through physical changes such as skin appearance, water retention, body temperature, mood swings, hunger cravings and energy levels. Luckily, I've been keeping a daily journal since my cancer diagnosis, documenting where I'd experienced different symptoms that I could identify as being related to the different stages of my menstrual cycle. I also had a few years worth of data from the period tracking app on my phone, plus some private video diaries I recorded of me talking about how I felt at different times of the month. This was super useful to look back on and I would highly highly recommend you try it, even if it feels a bit unnatural and awkward at first, like you speak into the diary room in Big Brother. All of this information allowed me to pretty accurately predict when the different seasons of my menstrual cycle were occurring. So I inputted these into my Google Calendar, not an ad, using different colour-coded blocks and set them to repeat every month with the titles In the Spring, Summer, Autumn and Winter. I explained the seasons to my boyfriend and he added them to his calendar so that he had a better awareness of where I was at each month. Let me tell you, this does wonders for your relationship. I also created my own tracker in Excel. Um, I'm an admin whiz, by the way, uh, with a a tab for every month of the year. The days of the month running along the top of each spreadsheet and a list of symptoms in the column on the left-hand side. This menstrual matrix super spreadsheet was inspired by the IAPMD, the International Association for Premenstrual Disorders Tracker which is free to download from their website. Personally, I would always recommend designing your own because in my opinion, you're more likely to actively use something that feels accessible and created just for you. At the bottom of the spreadsheet under each date, I left space to write notes about things I did that day, how I felt, what I ate, any exercise and how I slept. This has become an invaluable, empowering and life-changing tool Patterns in my cycle have become much more visible and I know when to say yes and no to social plans most of the time. When to block out time to be creative, when to rest, when to exercise and how to eat more seasonally in alignment with my cycle. Alongside my menstrual cycle practice, I've become an avid fan of the moon and I'm constantly learning more about about its magical presence in our universe. I'm still fairly new to understanding the lunar cycle When looking at dates in my calendar, I realised that my bleed, or menstruation, happens around the time of the full moon. Reading about this is fascinating, and in ancient cultures and practices, women who bled on the full moon and ovulated on the new moon were said to be shamans, healers, witches and medicinal women. As Zara Haji describes, ovulating with the new moon and bleeding with the full moon is called the red moon cycle. And it's the cycle of the archetypal wise woman, the healer, the magic maker, the wisdom keeper. Whether you identify or believe in this stuff or not, 
creating rituals and practices aligned with different moon phases can still help to provide you with a sense of feeling grounded, deeply connected to nature, and with time to reflect, dream, and discover your purpose, something I believe every human being yearns for. So I bought a moon or lunar cycle diary to help grow my basic understanding of the moon phases, and this small investment has certainly paid off. My diary is packed with easy-to-read information about the moon, the lunar phases, and specific pages tailored to new moon and full moon rituals. Back in July, I created my own new moon ritual for my flatmate and I. We lit a long white candle, placed it in the centre of the table in our living room, used some postcards I had lying around, and wrote down our goals and intentions, why our goals and intentions are important to us, and how we could turn our goal and or intention into an affirmation. We both gave ourselves three goals each and stuck these postcards in our bedrooms. Finally, we both wrote letters to ourselves as if we had already achieved these goals and were fully living and embracing them. We sealed these letters and envelopes with our names on them and labelled them to be opened on 27th of December 2023, accompanied by reminders on our phone to open them when this date arrives. The purpose in doing this is that the new moon will be in the same zodiac sign again in six months' time and this will be the time for a full moon reflection on where we're both at with our goals. This is such a fun exercise and it's super low cost and requires very few resources. You might want to enhance your full moon or new moon ritual by placing personal or sentimental objects in front of you. Some people use crystals, read out poems or quotes from a favourite book, play music, cleanse the space with herbs or burn incense. But these are all optional because whatever you do should feel personal and right for you. I tend to do my full moon ritual by myself because this is when I'm bleeding. Saying that, I really enjoyed sharing my new moon ceremony with my flatmate. It's also important to note that a lot of lunar cycle rituals originate from many indigenous cultures that are still marginalised and oppressed today. So it's important to know why you're choosing to bring certain items into your ritual and the meaning and history behind these to ensure you pay respect. This is why I kept mine nice, nice and simple with a candle, some postcards and a pen because these were things that I already had lying around my flat. So have my moon cycle and menstrual cycle practices combined into one great super cycle? Well, they both last for pretty much the same number of days and in both cycles are phases of growth, shedding and rebirth. Combining the two has allowed me to not only feel the reassurance of a cyclical rhythm and clock within my body, but to increase my awareness and appreciation of nature. I'm more observant, patient and grateful and I can channel my goals into a clear structure where they don't just vanish into the ether. Very excitingly, I can already see some of the goals and intentions and wishes I've written down coming true, and I notice how almost everything I do in my daily life is more mindful and intentional. That doesn't mean I'm perfect, by the way, because that doesn't always happen, but a lot of the time. And most important of all is that my PMDD symptoms have almost all disappeared and I can't tell you just how life-changing and miraculous this feels. The cycles have allowed me to slow down, something my body was crying out for me to do and it's been constantly thanking me for ever since. Society might tell you that life and time are linear or in the words of influencer Molly May, everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. 
but it's simply not true. We're all conditioned to feel like we have to be constantly productive, always socialising and switched on, and that rest is lazy, that emails, phone calls or messages must be answered immediately, and we live in an urgency culture where many of us believe everything will collapse if we stop, pause, down tools and step away. Growing up and still living in the UK, I wrestle with these deeply entrenched beliefs and I encounter that this I encounter this conditioning on a daily basis because it's all around us. However, I can safely say there is a better way to live and it's the circle of life, baby. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> so there I am. I've reached the end of my valedictorian speech or whatever they call it in America I feel like I'm on one of those um I've just graduated from Harvard obviously and uh yeah I'm just that person giving that speech and the crowd's all like woohoo you go Rosanna um and I'm like come on class of 2023 get behind me yeah stop So if you enjoyed my special speech all about the moon, the menstrual cycle and me, I can point you in the direction of some free resources and further information if you're interested in learning more about some of the things referenced in this article. And most importantly, at the end of this episode, I'm going to promote my own workshops that I've got coming up in November Um, So I've got three workshops, two focused around the moon, so one on the new moon and one on the full moon, and one menstrual cycle mood maps workshop, which is all of them are creative workshops focused on these different areas that I've been talking about and how you can align more with them and live more cyclically, and that's kind of what underpins it all. Um, But I'll, I'll share more information about that in a second. Um, before I get to that, these are I'm sort of paying homage as well to the stuff that's inspired me. Um, so I definitely recommend you check out the Red School. So that's it's a treasure chest of information on the menstrual cycle with plenty of free resources. Um, and I would also highly recommend listening to the Red School's podcast, which is called the Menstruality Podcast, for some great interviews with their founders and inspirational thinkers, leaders, and creators from across the world. And you can read their books, Wild Power and Wise Power. Um, I'm currently reading Wild Power at the moment. It's great. And Maisie Hill, who I mentioned earlier, Maisie Hill's book, Period Power, has become a bestseller and provides an accessible and informative guide on understanding the menstrual cycle. Her her podcast, The Maisie Hill Experience, is also a great listen um, with lots of relevant episodes around similar topics. And she runs a membership-only collective called the Flow Collective, on which is like an online community. And I've been a part of that, and it's it's really good. So another recommendation. Um, 28-ish Days Later, which is not a horror film or a zombie apocalypse. It is a brilliant BBC podcast series about the menstrual cycle, narrated by India Rackerson, who also narrates another great podcast series called Witch, um, with some very interesting crossovers and actually I think that's a good starting place and a good sort of basic introduction to things um, and really easy because they're like really short podcast episodes um, and then v, some well a platform called Viva Natural Health um, so it's it's run by Vivian Alrad who is a health coach and natural health practitioner 
um, and she helps people to find the root causes of their chronic illnesses. And she has a great podcast called Hormones in Harmony, which you can find on Spotify. And she interviews lots of interesting guests about all things related to hormonal health. And she was actually one of the first people I found um, that I really kind of resonated with when I got diagnosed with cancer and was sort of unpicking all the stuff around realising I had PMDD and things like that. So um, she's really great. And then I've got a list of like specific podcast episodes I'd recommend, um, but I'll find a way of sharing that in the show notes. And there's so many... um, there's so many different places you can go with this and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. Um, another one I would really like to highlight and I mentioned right at the start is uh, Lisa de Young. So um, Lisa's a coach and therapeutic practitioner and educator and her podcast series is called um, From Pain to Power and that's also on Spotify, you can find it there. Um, you can work with her um, in lots of different ways and her website's got lots of great information um, and she's been through a lot of this herself it comes from again personal experience um, so yeah they're they're just a few starting points and starting suggestions but I'm I'm really open to any recommendations as well so if anyone's like oh, you didn't mention this because I, like I said scratching the surface um I'd love to hear things like whether it's something I've heard about or not I don't care I I love people pointing me in different directions and going off down different paths um anything menstrual and moon related is great oh yeah and one thing I wanted to point out before I go is that I've been recording this episode in going into my inner autumn so going into my luteal premenstrual phase and I might sound all high energy and upbeat and jokey and like I'm kind of on top of the world right now but that's definitely not how my day started off and I've been crying a lot this morning I was crying a lot over the past 24 hours and I had a lot of like anger coming out and some of it I know where it comes from and some of it is just the cycle and is kind of but I think that's what cyclical living and being up um aware of your cycle teaches you is like it teaches you to stop and like take notice of those things and not just like dismiss or brush over feelings and emotions but actually explore them get underneath them and what there's something greater basically that your body's crying out for and is that more sleep is that better food like being more nourished is that daylight is it like some downtime is it is it solitude is it like a bit of time alone is it company is it asking for help it could be so many different things um but it's really yeah really paying attention to what what's going on at each day and noticing those shifts patterns and changes and how they repeat each month or how or maybe how they change depending on what's going on in your life and other external factors because I really want to point out that yeah we can't live it's it's hard to live in the the way that we're maybe meant to live in this world like in the way that I'm describing and how it could be so beneficial to us um but I think we can really we can start small and we can introduce a lot of things that do allow us to slow down and a lot of that is saying no to stuff um and reducing the amount of demands and pressures we put on ourselves 
because not all those things on your to-do list are necessary or essential or urgent. Um, maybe that's a good starting point. But yeah, I I want to talk about um, my workshops that are coming up very excitingly. So I've got a few coming up over the next few weeks and I'd love to see anyone who's interested there. And I, I want to point out especially for either the moon workshops or the menstrual cycle session, you don't need to be someone who is menstruating or has a menstrual cycle necessarily. Um, you just need to feel a connection to it and that's what we're going to explore in the workshop. And um, because I think the cycle still affects all of us, so I don't think that actually it matters. You, you know, you'll just have a different experience or different connection to it. Um, and the moon workshop, it might sound all like, woo, like what's going on there? It's all a bit mystical. It might be mystical, but how exciting and interesting is that? Um, there's, yeah, there's loads of potential there in just understanding a way of a really, really simple practices that you can introduce into your life and blocking out time in your diary to take part in a workshop like this that will just allow you to slow down and will maybe allow you time to think about things that you don't normally think about and um, explore that in a a creative space so that's really what the workshops are there to do but I'm just going to read a brief description to give you a more a more formal understanding so the first one that I've got coming up is a moon maps new moon online creative workshop and I'm I've put tickets on sale for this on Eventbrite and again I'll the links are on my in the bio on my Instagram um but I can also share them on the notes of the podcast episode um so yeah, the Moon Maps New Moon session is a creative goal and intentions focused workshop designed to keep your dreams and ambitions aligned and in sync with the lunar moon cycle. And it's on Monday the 13th of November from 7 till half 8, so an hour and a half. Um, and a little description. So I say, do you feel like you're drifting through life without connection or purpose? Do you have goals, desires and ambitions but struggle to make them happen? Well, look no further. This virtual creative workshop uses the lunar moon cycle to keep you accountable and attentive to your goals and intentions. In this online space, we'll discover simple prompts and practices to develop a meaningful ritual where you can draw your (laughs) dreams and desires closer to you and make them a reality. And uh, The workshop is for, like I said, everyone who feels a bit stuck, lost and longing to connect to their true self, anyone who has big ambitions but doesn't know what to aim for first and anyone who's curious about the moon and how it can help us to live a more cyclical life. And in the workshops will be, um, they'll be very interactive in the sense that you'll be drawing, writing things down to create your own moon map um, that's personal to you. And there will be opportunities to share your thoughts and post in a group chat if you wish to. Um, But there won't be breakout rooms or awkward icebreakers and you won't be forced to speak if you simply want to sit back with your camera off, mic on mute and relax because sometimes that's what I want to do, especially if you work from home a lot and have to be in meetings and things like that. It can just feel like a repeat of that and I don't want it to um and yeah I guess just own to fully immerse yourself in the session just try to find a place where you can relax focus on the workshop content and not be disturbed 
and we'll have a relatively small group and you just need to bring a paper and pen um, and I'll provide you with a moon map worksheet before the session which you can print off if you want to all designed by me um, and if you have any oh yeah if you have any access um, needs or requirements then I really want to make it as accessible as possible um, so you just need to email me rosanna at bitterstraub at gmail.com and I'll do the best I can um, to assist you so yeah I'll make that clear as well on my Instagram page and then the podcast page and so the, the moon maps new moon is um is similar to the full moon one but the idea is that as I said in my like the article that I'd written that I was reading out the new moon is really for setting intentions and goals and then you sort of working towards them and then the full moon is reflection and sort of letting go and you can do one without the other but they're really it's it works amazingly well if you can do like the two together in a month or in combination um but I'm hoping that this is something I do regularly every month so if you can't make it in November I'll have someone in December and January and after that fingers crossed um and I'd like to do these in person at some point too. So yeah, keep an eye out. And just if you're interested, I'd be really keen to hear from anyone over Instagram um, or over email. And my menstrual cycle mood maps, thats I'm really excited about that because I've got so much knowledge and information and I've got so much more to learn, but I'm really excited to share it and put it into a creative platform. So it's not a it's not going to be coaching, like group coaching or... Um, I'm not kind of going to be answering people's health questions or anything like that. It's more a way for everyone to creatively connect with the menstrual cycle um, through things like collaging and creative writing and drawing and um, but in a an online group setting. Um, so I've got this like really fun idea that I've been trying out, which is where you I don't want to give away too much too much from the workshop, um, but where you create like trade union style banners but for the menstrual cycle so like our fights for menstrual rights or like national union of menstruation social justice like all those and I, what was the I came up with the thing the other day like this all have been used somewhere but I was like um no more pain no more shame you know you could kind of put like your own banners and logos on it and I just think the way trade union banners are so beautiful and like there's so much there's so much red in them as well um, so much blood <laughs> blood sweat and tears but we can channel that into our own menstrual cycle union banners so that's um yeah I think that'll be really fun and a bit about those workshops so my first I've I've just got one of those um scheduled at the moment and it's on Sunday the 26th of November from 4 p.m till 6 p.m this is all uh UK time by the way so if you're in another time zone maybe check that out and um, it's an invitation to join a fun, calming, playful and creative workshop exploring the different phases and moods of menstrual cycles. This workshop is for anyone who feels connected to menstruation regardless of whether or not you're currently menstruating. The cycle still affects all of us. And you can join a two-hour workshop where you'll experience creative collage making, connection with your cycle self-expression and emotional release you can explore the depiction of periods in popular culture challenge myths and misogyny 
and meet other menstrually curious people. Oh, how fantastic does that sound? <laughs> I feel like I've turned into um, a salesperson and like sales is not where I'm meant to be, but here we go. Um, and for that, you'll just need paper, pens and pencil, maybe a bit of print stick, glue and tape and some like new, old newspapers or magazines um, or flyers or whatever to cut cut up and create some collages and same thing goes for access for that workshop and yeah like I've said menstruation and the menstrual cycle can be a heavy pardon the pun topic so please ensure you can look after yourself if anything comes up that could make you feel uncomfortable the information and content shared in the workshop are a result of my own lived experience with severe period pain and PMDD and the research I've done and continue to do in this area. So fingers crossed that gives you enough information to decide whether you'd like to join me and I'd love to have you and I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. I'm Rosanna, this is Bitter Strawberries, I'll see you next time.